How many of you like actually going to the doctor? Raise your hand. Like going to the doctor? I didn't think so. How many of you guys have bad experiences at the doctor? Raise your hand. <laughs> How many of you guys have good experience at the doctor? Okay, all right, all right, good. So today, all throughout this sermon, there will be doctor illustrations. Now, let me pause. Please don't associate your bad experience with this illustration. Got it? <laughs> because Jesus, you're about to find out in a second, Jesus is going to be our doctor. And there's many different elements to this. But before we begin, let me tell you a little bit of my health story. Um, all throughout childhood, um, I had issues, um, still do, of acne and um, itching. Like even last night, I just woke up and just like my arm was itching. Don't worry, it's not contagious. It's just a skin disease that it's just terrible. It's not leprosy or anything, so don't worry. Don't worry. So I went to the dermatologist for the first time as as an adult. Growing up as a missionary kid, we just couldn't go to the doctor. It just did, it wasn't possible. So I went as an adult, um, and the doctor said, hey, okay, here's a prescription. So what did she do? She wrote a prescription and said, do this. Now, I did, but I kind of was inconvenienced a little bit because I, I don't like this type of medicine. You had to put cream on at night and in the morning. And you notice how sometimes cream is just like, I don't know how you ladies do all this cream stuff at night or whatever. Um, that's why my wife and I never hold hands because of all her creamy stuff. But it's besides the point. So she gave me a prescription and she said, take this medicine and it's supposed to, it's supposed to help. And yes, I was desperately needing the help for my acne and my skin and so on and so forth. So I started to take it for about two or three weeks. And guess what happened? It worked. It actually worked. My, my skin started not bubbling up. My acne started to go away and everything like this. And I'm like, I got it healed. I, got, I just got it healed. I had a checkup in six months. And what did I, of course, stop doing? I stopped taking the medicine and the cream and so on and so forth. Come to the doctor and, and the dermatologist said, it doesn't look like the medicine is working because my acne had flared back up. My itching had continued after not taking the medicine for the couple months. And I looked at her and said, um, I, it worked, but I stopped taking the what? The medicine. I stopped following your direction. And she's like, do you want to get better? I said, absolutely. She said, the plan has not changed. The prescription hasn't. I'll see you back again in six months. And for six months, I put the stupid cream on my arm and my face and I took the medicine with prescribed food, and that was the most difficult thing. Long story short, I came back to the doctor and, and she's like, you look so much better. I said, I'm married. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm just joking. So she, she said, you look so much better. And I'm like, thank you. I did what you said. And she's like, so the plan does not change. The prescription is not going to be addictive or whatever. Just take the medicine, do the cream, and you will continue to get what? Better. My health would get better. Ultimately, for a couple months, I take the medicine. I did what was supposed to happen. And then, just like any time, life happens. Went to Honduras, Myanmar, um, whatever excuses I can give. And they seem to like legitimate excuses. 
Went back to the doctor, and what did she say? Have you stopped taking the medicine? And I said, yes, ma'am. Do you want to get better? Yes, ma'am. The prescription does not what? Change. The plan does not change. You need to decide if you want to stay healthy and to get better. Today, we're about six, seven months through this year. Today, we're going to do a spiritual health assessment on you. Because here's the deal. If you've been a part of Catalyst Church for a while, the prescription does not change. The plan does not change. Christianity is actually very, very simple. If you listen to God and what? Do what he says. And that is part of my, my weight. Because you and I are kind of modeled this verse that it says in James. It says this in the book of James. But be doers of the word. And then what does it say? And not hearers only. Deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a what? Doer. He is like a man who looks intentionally, intently at his natural face. He's looking at himself and basically like, oh, I now know what I need to do to fix. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for bringing to light what I need to, to go and to do. And then what does it say? He looks at himself, but at once he puts this away and he forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, into God's word, the law of liberty, not the law of bondage. Did you know it? The law of what? Liberty. And what? Perseveres with the plan and the prescription that Jesus gives us, being no hearers who forgets, but doers who what? Acts. He will be blessed in his doing. The Catalyst Church, I really do love you. I, I, I really do. And sometimes I feel like Sunday mornings is a doctor's office. You come, you hear, and we look and see in our perspective what is going on. We look into, the God, look into God's word and we're like, oh, this is what we're supposed to learn and do. But what do we do many times? We walk out of these doors and we forget what we're supposed to do. I want to pastor, here's a self, I want to pastor a healthy church. And the church of Jesus Christ is not how many people show up. It's not the worship service. It's not how great our band is or the illustration. It's us as the body of Christ coming together to be a healthy body. But in order for us to be healthy, we have to do what the doctor prescribes. And I don't know how to emphasize this anymore of like, let's do this. So this is where we're having this health checkup. We're taking a break from Luke. We'll start Luke back in the first week of August. But I want you to listen, please, to me. Let us be a church that hears the word and does it. Let us be a church that sees what we need to work on and not become lazy and say, I'll do that for two months and then I'll take a break. 
Let's be all in. And if you're new to Catalyst Church, we're probably not your typical church. We're one of the churches that just says, you know what, if you want to love Jesus, we're going to point you to him, and we're going to be all in. The journey of some are slower than others. So let me pray, and I'm going to do my dead level best to illustrate this using the doctor's office the best way I can, and then maybe, just, just, just maybe, you and I will realize that the prescription of Jesus has not changed, and his plan remains the same. Jesus, thank you for dying for the forgiveness of our sins, securing us of the cancer called sin. Forgive me, forgive us for being complacent, apathetic in our journey. But Lord, even now, Lord, there's just some people here at Catalyst Church that they just get it. They're taking the prescription daily. They're following your plan daily. And it's so beautiful to see the health of many here at Catalyst. But Lord, we are a body, your body, your church. If some are struggling, may we be today a people that says, let's come back to Dr. Jesus. So Jesus, through your powerful Holy Spirit, convict us as we just got finished singing, point us and keep our eyes on you, Jesus. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So let's talk about the doctor for a second. Um, so please, again, do not, when you hear doctor, don't associate that with that punk doctor that just walked into your room and just said, hey, are you taking your vitamins? No, okay, bye, here's a prescription for Xanax. Whatever that doctor was, all right? So let's associate this with the best doctor ever. Imagine the best doctor ever knowing everything, being able through x-ray vision of his own mind and heart, God being able to look into our soul and know everything that's going on. This doctor is Dr. Jesus. Jesus is the doctor that takes away the cancerous sin that's in our life. Couldn't find out the first time that I went to um, this dermatologist she did an exam of my body, which was kind of weird, but she looked at every part of my body. She did a thorough exam, and then she found a spot on my leg and a, a spot on the bottom, like literally the bottom of my foot. Talk about thorough exam. And she says, this is very suspicious. I had a spot on the bottom of my foot and on my leg. So what did she do? She said, either you can come back at a later time and we're going to do surgery or we can do it right now. And she did it right then. She numbed my leg, numbed my foot, and she cut out the cancer that was in my body. Praise the Lord, because you never know what would have happened if not. And I'm here to tell you from the very beginning is Jesus is that surgeon, that doctor, that is wanting to say, do you want to do surgery now? Do you want your sins to be forgiven? Do you want the cancer of sin to be removed from your life? Let's get business right now. I'm asking you here today, 
let's do business with Jesus today. Because you don't know if you drive out of this parking lot and die, not to scare you, but can we promise that we'll live to see tomorrow? No, we can't. You drive out of this parking lot and said, I will do business with Jesus when I get home. I will do business with and have the surgery of forgiveness of sins later on. Please hear me now. You don't have tomorrow guaranteed. So here's the truth. Jesus is the doctor who, who takes away, cuts out this cancer from our life so that we can have a healthy life. Sin is the sickness that we have this, that will lead to spiritual death. But Jesus came to cure the sickness of sin. This is what God's word says. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God shows his love for each, way, each and every one of us that while we are still sinners, even though we had cancer of sin, he was willing to die for us. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it is not the healthy that needs a doctor, but the who? Sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Hear me from the very beginning, church. Whether you're visiting us first time, online, wherever, listen, sin is cancer. It needs to be cut out, and Jesus is the only surgeon who is capable of cutting it out. So please hear me. Don't wait till tomorrow. You need the doctor today because you're sick with the cancer called sin. He heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness, to cut out the cancer and to cleanse us from the cancerous disease. So you said, Dave, what's next? If we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in our heart that God raised from the dead, you will be what? Saved. So from here on out, if you don't know Jesus, please focus on these truths. Let me refer you to Dr. Jesus. Think about him and him only. Spend some time with him. For the rest of us who already know Dr. Jesus, we've got a lot of other work to do. We're already his patient. He is our doctor. But the question is, are we actually listening to Dr. Jesus, those who have placed their faith and trust in him? So please, turn to Dr. Jesus today. Now, we're a part of a church, and in every good, every doctor's office have really good nurses. How many guys are a nurse in this room? Are you a nurse in there? Anybody a nurse? So we've got our friend Andrew, who's a nurse. Any other nurses? Nurses are awesome. They do all the work, by the way. All right? They do all the work. The doctor prescribes to the nurse what the action plan is. So the nurse comes in and says, so the doctor said you need to do X, Y, and Z. Inside of our world, ladies and gentlemen, that we, as the church leadership, we are the nurses, we put on our scrubs every single day, and we put on our scrubs, and we're like, you know what? I don't know what Dr. Jesus is going to prescribe to us, but it's probably the same thing that he's prescribed to so many other people. So let's put on our nursing outfit so that you and I can listen that I'm just a nurse. I'm not the doctor. So if you're coming to me for solutions, I'm going to go to Dr. Who? 
Dr. Jesus. My job, and listen carefully to me, my job and the leadership of this church, from small group leaders to our elders to our leadership and anybody in leadership position, our job is to do the will and the teaching of Dr. Who? Jesus. And I love, love this. Don't get, bat, don't get mad at me for the prescription. Don't get mad at me for the plan. Go to Dr. Jesus with your grievances. But in all reality, we want the best for you. We know that this doctor is the greatest doctor, or we would not follow him. We, underneath our leadership uh, garments, are just a normal person like you. We are just normal people. Maybe called to a different season, a different ministry, a different leadership thing, but we're humans. We, as leadership, still need Dr. Who? Jesus. So in this case, work with us, communicate with us, and encourage us. Why? Because this passage in the Bible haunts the snot out of me. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 13, verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Because, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. I and our church leaders have to give an account to God on what we do as the nurses and the leaders of this church with the prescription and the plan that he's given us to teach and to encourage others. So do this so that their, their work will be done with joy, not a what? Not a burden. For that would be no benefit to who? To you. So you might say, okay, doctor, who's our doctor? Who are the nurses? Leaders of the church. Okay. Now we are now are entering in the doctor's office. Now the question is, and I, I, the, the cool thing about being up here is you don't, <laughs> I see everything that's happening here, all right? So there are many times that I go to the doctor's office and it's just a normal checkup. And as I'm waiting for the doctors to tell me what to do, um, sometimes I'm on my phone, I'm checking Facebook, Sometimes I'm drifting off and saying, I know what she's going to tell me to do. And she's going to say, do this, do this, do this. So it's kind of like you tune out. So this is part of the reason many of you in this room are not growing healthy in your spiritual life. Why? Because you're not paying attention. And you're not applying what you are learning. Sunday mornings, you're on your cell phone and says, heard this. Heard that. Love people. Love God. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh, look at that cat. <laughs> Which is demonic. Okay, all right. And then some of you fall asleep. We just sang a song about, we don't know what God is doing, but we know what he's done. We're fighting a battle that's already been won, but we're still fighting a what? Battle. When you come to Sunday morning services or group or wherever you go, be present. Learn what Dr. Jesus has prescribed 
so that you and I can be the healthiest people, the church on the face of the planet. So, I'm going to share with you, as the nurse, what Jesus has prescribed. And instead of just filling out the prescription on here, we have a big prescription pad. You ready for this? So here's the prescription. It's relatively simple. And like I said from the very beginning, ultimately, ultimately, you're going, this is just a health checkup. It's a, please pay attention. What you have, what you're going to hear again is what the doctor has said for 2,000 years. Maybe today you'll put into action. So, Lord, as I explain how simple your truths are, you bring change. I'll just explain it, please. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? So here's what the doctor prescribed. What do you think the first word that Dr. Jesus has prescribed? Love. (laughs) That's it. Have a great week. I mean, for real. I mean, that's, that's that's as simple as it is. We are prescribed as believers of Jesus Christ, to love. And again, who are we supposed to love? Again, health checkup, but who are we supposed to love? Yes, everyone, so that's the others. And who? God. All right, again, we, we know. So in, we're supposed to love, and we're supposed to love God and love others. And we'll, just, we'll, we'll explain the plan here and say, this is just a prescription. Well, I mean, common sense, right? We talked about that two weeks ago. And again, I'm watching you right now, and you're like, can we move on? Can we meet the Baptist McDonald's? Can we, just, can, can we just go home? You can go home, but you know what to do. Go what? Go what? Just go do it. You can tune out if you're actually going to put this into practice. And this is what it says, a new commandment that I give you. Love who? Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my what? Disciples. If you have love for one another. So listen. How do you know if people, if you go to Dr. Jesus, you are one of his patients? Proof will be if you do what he says, and that is what? Love God and love others. Not only that, we know we're not dumb in here. We know that he has a plan of action, and the plan of action is to make and to be what? Disciples, okay. <laughs> Ta-da. Not that complicated, right? The plan is simply this. The plan of action for lifelong spiritual care and treatment is called what? Discipleship, being and making disciples so that we can be what? 
healthier and, and healthier while helping others do the same. Watch this. We become, we make and be, make disciples so that we can love God, so that we can learn others, so that other people will see our love by our discipleship, so that they will slowly but surely love God, love others. It's not that complicated, right? So, here's my ask. Why are you loving to others? Just think about this. Why are you caring for making disciples? I kind of got a question when it comes to this. Is it, is it because of obligation or obedience? Health check. We know that we're supposed to love God, love others, right? Right? We know we're supposed to be and make who? Proving that we love God, love others. But why? Watch this. When you go to the doctor's office, do you go to the doctor out of obligation? You said, oh, love others. I'll do it myself. Or do, you, or, or do you know, like, Dr. Jesus has the best, and he, he knows everything, and he's telling me to love God, love others, and make disciples. Yes, sir. That's the difference, ladies and gentlemen, in religion versus relationship. Are you loving God and loving others because you know we're going to talk about it and you can be, been there, done that, did that yesterday? Or are you going to be in the place of obedience? And if you're going to be in the place of obedience, let's love God and love others. So, how are you doing? Think about this. Literally, how are you doing? How many of you can honestly say with a show of hands, I have put the prescription pad down and I have stopped obeying the prescription of loving God and I need to do better? Raise your hand. Okay. How many can, can honestly say, I put the prescription pad down and honestly, I need to do better at loving God? Others, raise your hand. Definitely more hands. Okay. How many of you say that you are not being discipled or making disciples in an intentional way? Raise your hand. How many of you can honestly say there has been a season of your life that I've been serving God, loving others, more out of obligation than obedience. Raise your hand. We know what we need to work on. The question is, how? So here's the plan of action to make disciples, to love others, and to bring glory to God. Are you ready for the plan? 
If you've been part of Catalyst Church for a while, you've heard the plan. Plan point one. In order for us to love God, love others, we must create some sort of a connection point with somebody else. How can we love others if we're not connected to them? How can we love our coworkers, our spouse, or whatever, unless we're connected to them? There's something that connects us to them. Here at Catalyst Church, we're going to do everything we can. I met these beautiful ladies here, and uh, I asked, how did you find out about Catalyst? One said, friend. One says social media, one says online. So we're going to do what we can to make a connection. So ladies and gentlemen, how do you show love to God, to, that you love God and love others? Allow an unbelieving world to know that you and I truly live our lives for Jesus. We truly are sharing Jesus with others. We are sharing God moments with others. We're unashamed of, hey, look what God did in our life. We, we give a reason why we have this faith that we have, and ultimately, we invite others to our, our life, invite people to church services, groups, invite them over to a barbecue. Okay. This is just a few ways that you and I can watch the word. Connection point is evangelism. Invitation. I believe the unbelieving world that is out there sees us as Christians, as pious hypocrites, that there's nothing that can be related to us. Underneath our garment of Jesus is a person just like them. We need to create a point of connection for them so that they know that we love them and that we love who? That's the plan. But if we have our holy huddles and we, if it's all about us as Christians and we don't reach the lost, we have just destroyed the plan from the very beginning. The next one is we need to show that we love God by connecting with, with who? Just by connecting with God, ultimately. So what do we do? We need to follow the plan. And the follow... <laughs> Just, can I be honest? Yes or no? Okay, I'm gonna, I've got the microphone, you don't. So, okay, all right. I am sick and tired of encouraging us to read the Bible. I'm sick and tired of us to say, hey, we have a prayer walk. I'm sick and tired of us and say, hey, we have a prayer time online. I, I'm just... Uh, the reason I'm sick and tired is it's like, I want the best for you. We at Catalyst Church have so many resources for you to grow and connect with Jesus, I would say, unlike most churches in the area. We have, right now, media. We have ways, we have Bible studies. We have Bible challenges. We have Bible reading plans. We have prayer walks. We have Bible studies. We have, we have all this stuff. It's just like, Choose a plan. Grow. And I'm pondering why. Is it because you don't believe that this is God's word? Or you believe it and you know it's going to be an inconvenience for your life? Just like the doctor. It was so much of an inconvenience for me to put 
cream on my arm and face. It was an inconvenience to make sure I take the medicine with food. But the reason that the doctor warned me is because it's going to make me sick if I don't. The Word of God is the plan, prescription, everything. If you truly love God, then love His Word. And if you're like, Dave, I, I don't know where to start. Here you go. 30 seconds. Choose 15 minutes of your day, preferably in the morning. Stop hitting the snooze. 15 minutes of the day. Before you read a passage of the Bible, pray and say, God, help me to learn what you're saying. Read a passage, not a chapter. You know, a passage might be like five verses. It's from heading to heading, not chapter to chapter. Just read that two or three times. Highlight the stuff that jump out at you. With another color, highlight what jumps out to you for future study. And then end with prayer. You don't have to join a Bible reading plan. You just need to read a book of the Bible, slow and steady. Please, read your Bible. Pray. Give. Worship. Trust. Obey. It's about a relationship with God, not a religion. Abide in him. Read John chapter 15 when you get a chance. And then bear much fruit. Next. In order for us to actually love others, we need to be, what? Connected to others. Let me read this statement. It will be up on the screen with connect with others. We are created to be in, what? Community. With others. To care for each other, to keep each other accountable, and to support each other. What weighs probably on my heart the most for for many of you is this, that many of you are isolated, you become selfish, you're very prideful, you become vulnerable to the attack of the evil one, you're self-righteous, you're depressed, you gossip, and you're in sin. Why? Because you're not in what? Community. We need each other. I need you. So let's just, just do a health checkup. How are you doing with connecting with others? Being connected with others means that you're going to be in community with each other. You're going to get to know each other. You're going to care and support each other. You're going to be in groups that Catalyst Church offers around the world. You're just going to share life with each other. Romans chapter 12, 4 through 5 says, For as one body, we have many members. And many, many members do not all have the same function. So we all, so we, although many, are one body, individual members of it. Ecclesiastes says two is better than one because they have good reward for their toil, being in a community. If one falls, one will be there to Lift them up. If, one lie, if they lie together, they'll be able to be warm. And a man might prevail against one alone, but two will withstand him. A three-cord will not be quickly broken. 
We need ourself. We need others. And who's the third accord you think it means here? That's God. Maybe said of you and I that we intentionally connect with each other. It breaks my heart to see on social media people here saying, Dave, I'm going through this. And I'm like, we'll pray. We'll encourage each other. But if you are in a community, whether it's a community group, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's a group online, and you have other people to come alongside you to lift you up when the devil attacks, and I say when, when the devil attacks, you will have people to come alongside you to lift you up. I don't know what else to say other than you as a Christ follower were made to live in what? Community. So why aren't you? You know the plan. You know the prescription. So why aren't you? That's a question I can't answer for you. Then last one, connect in what, you think? Connect in service. And just flip it around for us. Each and every one of us are called to love others by connecting in service. How do we connect in service? Take care of the needs of others. Take care of the needs of the community. Be a part of serving here at the, at the church. Do random acts of kindness. Less of self, more of who? Others. This is what Jesus says. Jesus called them together and said, You know the rulers who rules over the Gentiles and lord over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so to you. So Dr. Jesus is saying, don't rule over others. Instead, anyone who wants to be great must be your what? Servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So, we've entered the doctor's office, and it seems very heavy. Sometimes Rachel, my wife, comes up to me afterwards and says, that was a heavy sermon. Should, how could you make it more encouraging? And I'm just like, what's more encouraging today, ladies and gentlemen, to know Dr. Jesus, to know that he has a plan and prescribed for you because he wants you to be spiritually healthy. What greater joy is there to be a healthy, loving community who serves each other, who grows individually, who comes to the doctor's office every week, and we're in this together building each other up with joy and excitement, and we're going to have tough love conversations. So, again, may it be said of you and me that we enter the doctor's office again today and do a health check. And as we leave today, may we not just be listeners of the word, but what? Doers of it. And you're like, okay, that's a lot, Dave. Is there anything that I can take home with me? Of course there is. 
I've put together for your health a survey, and it's assessment. You know how sometimes you go to deaconess and you, it's a check-in. This is a check-out. So check out with these 17,000 questions. It doesn't have 17,000 questions. It's like, do you like peanut butter and jelly? Do you like grape juice? Just like stupid questions. These are good questions. So listen, here's my challenge. Take this assessment. It will take you 15 to 20 minutes to do. It will be very thorough in the questions. Now, please listen to me. Be honest. Be very honest in this. If you are a 1 out of 10, put a 1. Be honest. Why? Because Dr. Jesus already knows, but the nursing staff does not. You don't have to put your name at the end. You don't have to. But you'll get a result at the end, I believe, if you put your name down. Listen. Look and see where you're really at. I've given you a plan, a simple plan, a plan of obedience to Dr. Jesus. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking. Would you take the assessment and pray that the Holy Spirit, and here's the illustration, the Holy Spirit is that a robocall. <laughs> the robocall is you pick up the phone, hey, this is Deaconess Healthcare System. Let it be the case that the robocall of the Holy Spirit is like, you got an appointment, you got an appointment, take your prescription, do what the doctor has prescribed. So, at 12.45, if you're a part of our text messages thing, we will send you a link to this as well. Why? Because we would love for you to take the assessment, and after you take the assessment, honestly, listen to Dr. Jesus and what? Do what he says. Jesus, thank you for being the doctor that knows all things, who knows that we're sinners in needing of a Savior. And Jesus, thank you for coming to do surgery on our life of sin. And Lord, if there's anybody here that from the very beginning of the sermon, they're like, yes, I need Dr. Jesus. I've went to other, other doctors, other medicines, other, and re recognizing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus, bring conviction to our hearts. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, if you're in this room, and you, you are saying today, I need to turn my life over to Jesus. You were removed from my sins by faith in him and him alone, not by works, but by grace. If you say, Dave, pray for me today. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed. If that's you and you want to know Dr. Jesus, just raise your hand. Okay. Go put your hand down. Lord, you've seen these hands. You've seen these confessions. I pray that they'll do business with you. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, how many of you, after hearing the prescription and the plan, can honestly say you have a lot of work to do, but you're willing to do the work to become a healthy, loving, 
disciple of Jesus. If that is you, go ahead and raise your hand. To you, God, we say, please prescribe these truths to our heart. I'm just a nurse. You're the doctor. And may we know that no matter where we're at, it is truly well with our soul. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Everybody said.